0: Hey, Bruce, um, we're back from the LA Auto Show for three or four days now, and we've had time to think about what we experienced in Los Angeles at the media days of the first major auto show in about two two years, so everybody's been talking about it, so welcome back to our post-episode of the weekly driver podcast from the LA Auto Show. We have a lot of bases to cover from the show Some other things that are happening in the automotive world. It's just going to be, not just going to be, we're we're the esteemed hosts. So it's going to be you and me today. We don't have a scheduled guest. So Bruce, here we are. We're inside today uh, in your home office studio. Nice and warm. Nice and and warm. it's quiet. I don't hear any lawnmowers. No, no lawnmowers. Dogs, you're a wonderful dog. No barking. Um, And uh, we've had a cup of coffee. So we're ready to kind of jump into our post-LA auto show recap and I think that you would agree, Bruce, that the emphasis this year was on electric cars, number one. Number two, the absence of several key manufacturers. And then uh, I think we, we focused a lot on also on some concepts. And that's always interesting to figure out what concepts will actually come to pass and what won't. So I guess we can start with the... Um, with the electric car world, Bruce, do you have a good takeaway from, from the electric cars that we saw down there?
1: And My takeaway is they're spending a lot of money on uh, research and development for electric cars because yes. everyone talks that that's the wave of the future, right? Right. I mean, it's not here yet, but it's going that way. Sure. So all the major manufacturers, there's a bunch of new ones coming in, like, say, VinFast from yes. uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the old legacy uh, manufacturers, they got to get on board and they got to bring electrics out, and they are.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh, well, the the concept cars that we ca- saw, uh, all of them were electric. All
1: of them were electric, electric. Yep.
0: And so, since you mentioned VinFast, and they had a very large presence, of course we we've, we've been bought and sold. Now we went to their we went to their uh, reception, which was fantastic. But the VinFast. Um, it, it looks like it has a pretty good chance uh, to go because it's owned by a company that has deep pockets. The car is already in Vietnam,
1: right? On some levels. Well, uh, they have. I yeah. asked that they yeah. they don't no electric cars running no, around. No, or at least what they plan on. Um, selling here in the states, no. But they do have gas cars running around over there, so they're not a brand new manufacturer's, no. Like like Tesla was back in the day when it when it jumped in. Good. They they do do some manufacturing of cars. Yes.
0: And so they they're talking about what two years out, I think. Yes. And delivery
1: in two years. Delivery
0: in two years, and um, it'll be the first manufacturer uh, Vietnamese ma- manufacturer in the United States. The cars were attractive. Um, we had the um, discussion with a the gentleman there at the reception who said that the company is underfunded. And we found out that they have $200 million invested. And this guy we talked to said that that isn't enough by several fold. And uh, I thought about that a lot. I think he makes a good point. I, I mean, $200 million is $200 million, but they probably spent $5 million promoting it at least at the L.A. Auto Show. Um, we
1: drank half of that drank at the reception. <laughs> but.
0: We did. Yeah. Um, but that was fun and, and great hors d'oeuvres and nice people. And that was the beauty of it. They, If anything, although they had a big presence, they were, I don't want to say humble, but they were understated in terms of, well, from the journalistic world, the lack of adjectives was refreshing. The three people who spoke...
1: Uh, were the big german guy who was five uh, minutes and out in charge yeah Yeah.
0: and uh, i mean he gave a lot of interviews later but um when he spoke at this reception and when they debuted the cars it was um, it was refreshingly understated and um the american president the, the woman from vietnam she also spoke briefly and the designer spoke briefly and Likewise, they were just, uh, we, we're here, we want you to have a good time, here's our product, here's our cards, here's our gift that we're going to give you, and be in contact, and just go ahead and have a good time. It wasn't a lot of uh, strobe lights, and f- loud music, and flash, and no substance. It looks like they're going to have some substance.
1: Well, I hope so, yep. It's a good-looking car. It's a good-looking so car. Check it out on the, you can check it out on the web. Check it out on, my, on VinFast. VinFast,
0: or... I uh, wrote about it and talked about it in um, the Weekly Driver, the yes. Weekly Driver podcast from our two episodes that we're, we did down there, and, and a third in the in the works, and this will be the fourth. So, also um, we saw some con- uh, concept cars, and I did a little research, and concept cars began in 1938 with Buick, and it was a specialty vehicle that they made just to show people what cars might look like 20 years in the future, and the idea just kind of stuck. So there's been there have been books about concept cars that came to fruition there's been books written about con- concept cars that never arrived and i looked back at some of the photos i may do another post of, through the years i've done some pictures of concept cars <clears throat> that i've never heard about seen so they come and they go and so we were talking quite a bit about what what concept cars that were down there will will uh, come to pass so we saw another wonderful car called the Mullen <clears throat> and that was um, two sedans, I believe. Yes. And they were really nice-looking cars, and it's M-U-L-L-E-N, and it's the one that we liked the most, I think, of the ones that were offered was the 5, and that was uh, just a really upscale, sharp-looking sedan. And I Well, th- the
1: Mullen 5 isn't a concept car, right? It's a, It's what they plan on it's what delivering. they delivering yet yeah, they plan on delivering it
0: and they're going to sell them in their um kiosks um so you go to uh, unlike a brick and mortar dealership you're going to go to these various kiosks um starting in the key states uh, california arizona upstate new york maybe and that was another one that we saw that was nice and then we saw other ones that were also nice but whether they'll come to pass um
1: they come in with these um, vehicles that aren't fully running. They're just a, like a mock-up almost, if you will. Yes. And basically, they're showing them at the show to try to get investment money. That's right.
0: We talked to a young guy, and he was. Um, it was great that he was so honest. It was with the, the um, car called the Canoe, and he said, "I you know, I got hired five days ago. I'll, I'll, talk, I'll be happy to talk to you guys, tell you what I know, but... You know, was a, I went to uh, some training sessions and I'll try my best kind of guy. And he showed us this um, car that's called the canoe because it looks similar front and the back front in the back, same. Like an upside down canoe. And that would be a car that you would say, hey, uh, Bruce, uh, you and Aline and, and Gretchen and myself are going to go out in the town a little bit. You tell the canoe where to come and get you, or to where you drop you off, and three hours later, whatever, come and get you. And we've we've experienced those cars before. Sac State University has one for the kids, right? What's it called? um no, um, Horn, the Hornet or the Stinger or something uh, relative to the mascot of the university. Well, that's an autonomous little thing that runs under 15 miles an hour. Right, and this was obviously a vastly improved from that and um, i kind of liked it. it it big interior space um, they're calling it what a loft on wheels something like that and what did you think of that
1: well the canoe like many of the concept cars they're trying to push what's possible on the interior nowadays mm-hmm. and so they're thinking autonomous so there's no steering wheel in the way yes um, you know the brake pedals and all that stuff so it opens up new space so they're these designers are putting seats in the side, seats up front where the where the motor would be in front of the driver. Mm-hmm. So they have all these crazy ideas. That's why they call them concepts. So they're interesting to look at. Until there's full autonomous uh, driving, doesn't seem like they're going to be viable to me. No, this one is. Um, I'm reading off the some of the reports that I
0: did uh, based in Los Angeles. Canoe declares. There is no need for electric vehicles to look like traditional cars, yet today they still do. Canoe plans to change that, and I just said it did. Um, um, Canoe said its first vehicle will have the exterior footprint of a compact car with the interior space of a large SUV. That's marketing, and maybe it'll work. Uh, Going back to the Mullen for a second, I said the Mullen is based in uh, Brea, California, and it's promoted as the first purely electric SUV crossover. The Mullen Five has an estimated range of 325 miles. It's electronically limited to 155 miles per hour with an estimated zero to sixty in 3.2. And it's not expected to be sold in, in the kiosks are called lounge points until 2024. So that gives them two years plus to succeed or fail, right? Um, so then we saw this other uh, car that was in, in the front. The, the most prominent place you could be in the auto show was when you walked in the front doors underneath the es- underneath the escalators uh, were two cars under wraps for the first day, and they took the wraps off, and it was the Edison Future. I'm not quite sure,
1: still thinking about what we saw, what it really is. It's a real niche market. It, uh, they were going after two markets. One was the... Uh a work truck, work panel truck yes. type uh, space. Mm-hmm. And then they were also at the same time with a little bit different hood, different cab, and it was going to be a large SUV space, luxury SUV. Yes. Thinking Land Rover mm-hmm. type space with a uh, the roof, it retracted. Yes. So it was a very odd vehicle with huge, big off-road tires on it. 35-inch tires. Yes. So, you know, that's a real niche market. They're talk, you know, it was bigger than a, than a Hummer.
0: Yes. And it had uh, cameras for the side mirrors were cameras with the actual mirror inside the vehicle, right? Right. And uh, they didn't really give any IDF price point on that, but we guessed, you know... Between one hundred and two hundred thousand,
1: I'm. Oh yeah, I'm guessing something. The like work that. truck, it would have to be
0: considerably <clears>
1: cheaper, <throat> and nobody'd buy it. Out, obviously, yeah. But uh, It was a that looked realistic, but can you get a uh, electric uh, drivetrain to work and be ex- at the price point that a that a guy a working guy would buy a fleet of? Right. them?
0: Right. So maybe it would be just Arnold Schwarzenegger with his hundred Hummers. Now he's going to have a hundred. That Arnold Schwarzenegger would definitely buy the luxury version. That's right. Um, well, the, also the thing we noticed about the LA Auto Show, I think you agree, we talked about it quite a bit, is that uh, it was low-key, lower-key than, than normal. Uh, obviously, COVID, um, first time back. No, no Lucid, you know, the car, Motor Trend Car of the Year. Didn't see any of them there. Uh, no Tesla, no Rivian, no Mercedes-Benz, and I don't believe there was Cadillac there either. Didn't see Cadillac. Uh,
1: Bentley wasn't there.
0: No Bentley, no Maserati.
1: Rolls Royce has ever been there, but uh, no, they no, weren't there.
0: No. So it was um, on the media days, at least, when we did one of our podcasts, we sat at a table we, in between two cars. We just got done talking about it. It was almost like we had a little private studio because there was nobody near us, anywhere around us. It was fairly quiet. And when you walked around the studio, the, the, um, the halls, it was uh, open space. You know, there was, there was no excuse me, excuse me. It was just, it was perfect, except for if you're in the automotive industry, they, they might have been disappointed because the industry is still pretty down um, in terms of sales and supplies and so forth. Porsche was big there again. They had their and own they hall as always, always. Yeah, they they that had was... their own
1: hall. They were, uh, they had a concept vehicle there. Yes. They have their hybrid. They have their full electric uh, Taycan. Am mm-hmm. I saying it right? That woman told us, right? I know. Yeah. Now I'm at a blank with it. Ticon. Yeah, that's it. Um, so they have that vehicle all electric. And then they were, uh, but as far as new, they were only doing trim levels. Right. And and going back to the canoe. The, like the Ticon, I'm sure. We, they have a turbo model now.
0: Obviously, oh. mm-hmm. it has no
1: turbo. It's, it's all electric, but they have a turbo trim level now. That's right. Um, the guy said
0: you, you meant, made a good point about the cars that we saw that were that may or may not occur. That one guy said, "Yeah, somebody's taking this one out. It goes eight miles an hour." <laughs> so that was oh, yes. yeah. the extent of that. Well, uh, we would be remiss uh, if we didn't talk about which we talked about a lot, and we remain friends. But we took the um, 2020. Uh, hyundai nexo hydrogen car to los angeles and back and i'm guessing we drove 900 miles i think in that vehicle something like that i would guess 850 900 miles um we'll start with the positive on our way out of town we went to the, the car h- was free we didn't car, have to yeah, pay for it we didn't have to pay for the hydrogen we went to a, a hydrogen location at a shell station and then as a quick aside i, I ran into a guy yesterday that said Shell and one of the hydrogen suppliers has a contract, and it'll they'll be at all Shell stations in about two years. Whether that comes to pass, I may have to look into that. Um, but this guy seemed to know it was in West Sacramento when I stopped yesterday. I forgot to tell you. This guy said, "Well, you're, they're going to be around a lot more. They're entering an agreement with Shell, and blah blah blah." So, well, that... their
1: first three years they haven't done any additions, so maybe in the next two years they're going to. Blossom because so far they're not doing
0: very well. Not doing very well. So we had our we ran into this guy uh, at um, the hydrogen station near your home, and that was a good karma, good omen for the trip because the guy was working there. He pushed some buttons and set some dials, and we got our first uh, fuel fill up, uh, hydrogen fill up um, on him, and that was great. We made it to Harris Ranch uh, on Interstate Five South. Uh, about just under 200 miles, and that's kind of when uh, things went um, went south a little bit. So, it's 56 bucks to go 200 miles. Right. And so the fuel is not cheap. It's not cheap. We stopped, and there was a young fellow who pulled in behind us. He had been there before. If I remember, he was up and down the coast for four days on his job, whatever. We didn't know what it was, but a salesman, I guess, of some sort. He had gone to a lot of meetings. He had missed meetings. Uh, he had to call the hydrogen uh, headquarters, if you will, and we had to do the same. We took us a, a good half hour to speak to a representative who put us on to a technician. And for lack of a better way of saying this, whatever, his, whatever the instructions were, we pretty, pretty much did it in reverse. To make it work.
1: Well, yeah, the, the, the short story is the uh, hydrogen station, the pump wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So we had to call tech service yes. to get it going. So it ended up being, what, a 45-minute stop instead of a four-minute stop? Yes. So anyway, we got our fuel, and we thought that was not the best, but it uh, can only get better. Well, it, get better. it, it did not. <laughs> it did not. So, Bruce,
0: um, we parked the car in L.A. Uh, for three days. We did our thing. We had a great time at the
1: show. On the way home. you we thought, we'd a- just, we thought we'd just stop in for a quick <laughs> top-off. Right. We ended up going to four places before we found one open. Right. The first three were not open and or not working. The yes. first one at the college campus down there, that was uh, L.A. Uh, L.A. State University. Uh, um, Cal, Cal, State, Cal, State, Cal LA. State L.A. Yes. It was boarded up. Like Yeah. You know. It,
0: even though on the application it said green, which green is yeah. good and it means open, and it was closed.
1: So then we went to three more before we finally got one that worked. Yes. So the infrastructure that's pretty lacking is mm-hmm. half of that infrastructure isn't working. That's right. So we did not have a good experience. So that took us, what, two hours driving around downtown L.A. to get fuel? Um, Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was close to two hours, yes. Yeah. So then we finally left, and then we go back up to Harris Ranch and... I believe it worked uh, it first w- time. worked so first time. that time it worked.
0: That worked. And then as we were leaving, there was the guy we had talked to. Every time we stopped, I have to say, it was, I hope to include this in an article, that there
1: seems to be like a fraternity. Almost. Oh, yeah. You, you drive thinks, up. This is the yeah. best thing going. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. hydrogen fuel, boy. We... We really know where it's at if we're a hydrogen person. Yeah,
0: and so, but uh, oh, you make a good point. But away from that, it's almost like you do high fives or you do knuckles with somebody because they're in the little inner circle that you're in. And every person I've ever talked to at a hydrogen station has been friendly. And uh, they always have their, their, their... Three years ago when I first did it with an anesthesiologist, it was a traveling salesman. This time was a traveling salesman. This guy had a, one other guy had a friend's car. Of course, we have it for a different reason, but there's almost like this little um, welcome to our club, or we're all in the same club, you know, for, hook or, <laughs> the, for good the club for, of
1: misery. The club of misery, where you miss appointments, yeah, really, yeah,
0: yeah. wherever you're going. Yeah. And so it was, um, what we used to say when I used to go to the Tour de France all the time was that it's in the spirit of the adventure. And we experienced it, would probably not experience it again, but um, I'm glad we did it. Um, in terms of the Nexo, the, the car dr- drove... The car's fine. The car's fine. Um, yes, I had to fill up yesterday to go to the Bay Area and back. Um, I went to the same place we went to when we left town. Uh, it wouldn't take my card. Uh, it wouldn't take the other guy's card. Another gentleman was there. Okay, there you go. There you go. So I went over to West Sac, which is f- from our house to the one on your house. Is f- by your house is four miles. The one in West Sac was four miles. I went over there, and everything worked perfectly.
1: Lucky you. So, yeah, so it only took you a half hour yeah. or plus to get fuel instead of the corner gas station.
0: Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to add a little bit to that. So if, if I was on the way to the Bay Area and I had just counted on the one in West Sacramento, I would have been fine. But my logic was, let's let me go to the one-on-one Avenue, and if that works... I won't have to go to the one on mm-hmm. West Sacramento. But if I went to the one on West Sacramento and
1: it didn't work. Perfect logic. Perfect okay. logic. And if, if you're but, a hydrogen
0: if I, yeah. driver, so,
1: then you need this logic.
0: Yeah, there's one in there's one in Dave. there's a couple in Davis I found out. There's one in Vacaville. And I had about a hundred and some odd miles. So I could have made my way down fifty and eighty with the um, hope of getting finding another one that worked. But as it turned out West Sacramento was that four to five minute. That was a positive. It did. There was nobody there. Put the card in. Put the pump in. It makes that whooshing sound. It stops. It starts three or four times. It spits out a receipt. You're on your way. So, in all fairness, we had. We didn't have a catastrophe. We had quite a few delays, and then we had one or two positives.
1: Well, I can't remember the positive. But one thing I do remember is the nav screen on that Nexo. Oh, yes. Um, it had electronic problems. Yes. But we did notice that when you go to look for, there's a spot where you can look for the hydrogen stations right on the nav screen. Yes. all la Tesla and their ch- superchargers. Yes. But it didn't work that well. No. One of the problems we had when we were down in L.A., it would say there's one 5.4... 6.2, whatever, mm-hmm. but it, we couldn't get it to list it on a map, so we had no idea if we're going north or south or what. That's correct. So it was it was absurd. Yes. So, But I'm sure that you could get one on your phone that would probably work better.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, you and I, uh, in our advanced years, are pretty calm. We, um, but if someone was um, less calm than we were and had to be somewhere... And was just totally frustrated. I could see that this would be, you know, they might be testing the car and this, this would this would seal the deal. Absolutely no. Particularly if you're in an area like Los Angeles where you have to concentrate on well, the it's, crazy it's, drivers and so forth. But we were two in a car. We found our way. We did it. We communicated together and we we did it.
1: We lost two hours. We lost I mean, two if, hours. If, if people like doing that. Right. Uh, the I next don't like losing two minutes unless it's <laughs> no, two hours. no. You're right, and
0: it was an experiment. And um, hybrid cars took twenty, as we talked about, they took twenty years to catch on. If you if you call it successful, I guess they've been successful with three percent of sales. And this is a whole nother process, and it's just doomed for failure unless the infrastructure. If they say, "Yeah," if Shell comes on board and they have one on every corner, maybe that's another another approach. We'll see. The price is too expensive. If you're doing it solely for economic reasons, it's not a good thing. If you're an environmentalist and you don't mind spending more money because you think you're doing something good by burning water, that's a whole other approach. I, I I have mixed, very mixed feelings about all that.
1: Well, you're... Yeah. It's a fuel cell, so yes. It's, yes. it's it's really an electric car. Yes. And the hydrogen is being transformed into electricity. That's right. So you're... The output is water. The output is water. I wish we
0: could burn water. That'd be the best. Yeah. Um, So zero, but zero emissions. Right. Just water. Just water. All right. So that was our Nexo experience. Um, Bruce, you and Aline now have um, owned two new vehicles for a bit. You've gone on one trip in your Ford F-250 or two trips? (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is a hundred and eighty degree turn, isn't it, is,
0: it? it? It is. It is. It is. <laughs> but we we're covering a lot of news, and and it's a it's an important thing. It's an
1: F two fifty with yeah. a seven point three liter gas motor. It's the antithesis of exactly a water burning uh, a zero
0: emissions car. <laughs> but
1: anyway, we, we pull a fifth wheel with it, <clears throat> and uh, we have done so now, and it works great. We're we're having a good time. Yes, you you went.
0: Uh, I think I forgot the terminology. Is kind of a tester. Weekend, if you will, close by, so that you didn't have big plans. And if something had gone wrong, then it would spoil your plans. But you went local um, and tested the, the vehicle. You had
1: some some things that had to be tweaked. We're not worried about the the, the truck. No, We're worried about the uh, motorhome. They're yes. pretty poorly made, and there's always going to be things wrong with them. Like we found a shower leak and a the door won't lock from the inside. So both mm-hmm. of those are kind of not real good. Yes. But there could be many more bad things, but those are the only two things we found. So, in Bruce, I
0: think I've asked you before, but when you're driving, um, we have reviewed together some uh, pickup trucks as a little bit of a learning curve. If you're used to driving a sedan or a small SUV, now you're in a big 150, 250. It goes all the way to 750, I think. But you're in the 250. It's a large pickup truck. And now you're towing something that weighs a lot. And it's longer, twice the length of a car, three times the length of a car. Um, can you can you surmise what, what that learning experience is when you're on the open road driving
1: a There's lot. like zero. Uh, pulling a fifth wheel is like it's not even back there. Okay. It just, just tracks right behind the truck. If you put the truck in the middle of the lane, the trailer is going to be in the middle of the lane. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice in that regard. And they're supposed to back better, but I'm not a real big backer yet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to practice, but Mm -hmm. they are supposed to back a lot better than a standard uh, tow behind.
0: And so you... um, How about on turns and things like that? Smooth? Everything's fine? Smooth.
1: The truck doesn't even know it's back there. This thing is, uh, by fifth wheel standards, it's kind of small. It's only got a 10,000 pound gross vehicle weight. Mm -hmm. So five tons on that three quarter ton truck is child's play and when you got to the place where you stayed you
0: pulled in front frontward
1: yeah i I did a pull through because i like i say i need to practice my backing so i did a pull through i didn't even have to back okay good well
0: you you have a trip planned Uh, yeah next week we're gonna do
1: another uh little shakedown
0: okay i like it shakedown street that's Mm -hmm. a famous grateful dead song that's a vague reference there sorry uh so i guess lastly bruce um I was out of town yesterday, but you and Aline, your wife, are uh, big fans of the motorsports world, and we do have a local guy who is now back uh, doing great things. He had a little hiatus with an experience that he had that um, he left the auto scene for a while. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson from Elk Grove, the nearby city here, and uh, he's back. He won the championship. And nascar nascar championship and the town of elk grove had a, a celebratory parade and kind of a meet and greet them and he did some interviews and you and aline went
1: down there so um what was that like it was about a half mile parade site right down downtown elk grove which is an old fashioned, like out of american graffiti type little two-lane main street gotta love that the old <clears throat> buildings are there and mm-hmm. it was real fun that he cruised down in the back of a Corvette with his wife and one child. I heard he had a second child, but but he only had one with him. So yes. um, they're sitting on the back of the late model Corvette and uh, people are yelling, you know, congratulations and let me buy you a beer and that type of stuff. And it was, it was really fun.
0: Kyle Larson is uh, maybe 30 now
1: probably about that age and and, and he looks about 10. I mean, he looks 10. Yeah.
0: And he, uh, I mean, he, from what I know, I don't follow the sport, but he just seems like a really refreshing young guy who, um, is very comfortable in the public. He has a low key. I mean, proud of what he does, but he's not a bravado guy at at all. Um, and you talk about somebody with the cliche of his futures ahead of him. (laughs) My goodness, he's going to have a long career, you know, knock on something, but, um, what a ref- there aren't too many refreshing faces in sports these days to throw out a strong opinion there, but he's one of them, huh?
1: Sure. He went to the local high school there in uh, Elk Grove. He says his parents still live there in Elk Grove. So yes. he really said he was enjoying himself there back in Elk Grove. He hasn't lived there apparently for like 10 years, I've heard now. Mm-hmm. So he's not there now. But, um, yeah, I think he had a good time. We... The end of the parade route was right near the railroad tracks, where a couple of trains went by actually while we were there. But there was a big uh, sound stage and a mm-hmm. little pavilion where, of course, all the uh, public officials had to get in there and yeah, get talk. Pictures. Yeah. So yeah. once they finally got stepped aside, uh, he gave just a short, oh, probably two-minute speech. You know, thank you. I I love my hometown here. And, yes. And people were cheering. It was it was a pretty good fun little time i've regaled
0: you with uh, old journalistic terms those shots those pictures that they took we used to call them if you were going to run one in the newspaper you'd call it a grip and grin the handshake and the smile right sometimes it would include a ribbon cutting but you'd well, say hey you got was... any grip and grin
1: shots put, put it in uh, sports you know whatever i'm sure it was that type of stuff a lot of pictures being taken sure. he did have the uh nascar uh uh, championship cup trophy there, which I yes. thought was fun to it see. It was beautiful.
0: You showed me a picture, yeah.
1: And uh, he was doing selfies with the crowd. And uh, like I say, they were hollering at him, uh, you know, let me buy you a beer and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so it was it was a pretty fun time.
0: Yes. Um, he, I don't know the NASCAR world, and, and maybe you know this. If you're at the top of the game in NASCAR, uh, is it the same... Salary range that a guy would have if he was an indie car driver or a F one well, would be they would multi multi million NASCAR guys have pretty good. I contracts. think
1: F one is the best, yeah. but I would say NASCAR is probably better than Indy.
0: Yeah, because it's more prominent t- television contracts. Sure, uh, but bigger, bigger. They crowds. might be
1: about the same. So it's a it's the but you did mention the the pinnacles all three. All I mean three. those all three are the best. Yeah, so he's he's set. Well, he should be. You know, he had that falling out. I, yes. I think he might have raced pretty much free this season. I don't know. I don't know either. Good point. I didn't think <laughs> to ask about that. But next year, or depending on when his contract comes due, yes. he's going to all of a sudden be worth a lot.
0: Yeah, I think he would be a guy considering his uh, heritage and the mistakes that he made and the success that he's had uh, and his background in Elk Grove. I think he should write a book. I Maybe I should write the book. About him, but, You write the book. He'll put his name on it. Yep, yeah, that's right. He, um, I think he. There's a there's a compelling story there. Maybe somebody already has the contract. Some guy in tune with motorsports um, journalism probably has a contract to write his his book already, because he's he's had quite a background in his 30 years here. Um, that would be an interesting book. We just got done, It came to mind because we just got done with the Al Unser Jr. book, and he doesn't have the same um, life situations that Al had, but nonetheless, for 30 years, he's had quite a bit go on with him. So been racing since he was seven. <clears throat> did, he st- did he start in carts, cart racing or it had to be Pro- probably had to yeah. be. And his family was involved, right? Sure. So, well, uh, we covered a lot of bases, um, today on the weekly driver podcast to cover a few bases. Um, we have all of our episodes, almost 210, more than 210 now, archived on our website, uh, theweeklydriver.com. Uh, we have a few that we're going to post in the next few days. Uh, also, we have uh, availability in on the podcast on the website, uh, Buy Me a Cup of Coffee. It's a, an application that you can push the cup of coffee and and donate uh, to us if you like you can buy us a cup of coffee or you can buy more than a cup of coffee if you choose um, please send your comments questions we'd be happy to uh, answer them and we're, we're going strong we're in year four so please visit the website again theweeklydriver.com and uh, don't forget to look at some past episodes of our podcast we've had a, had a very wide variety of guests through our four years and We'll be back next week. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and we'll talk with you next week. We'll see you next time, for sure.